Welcome again to another edition of Robin's Ramblings. I am Robin Brady. Last week, uh, we touched on talking about our emotions and just sort of checking in on your friends and making sure that we're doing okay because the last few months have been an absolute roller coaster of emotion. So I wanted to delve a little deeper into that and more, not necessarily technical, but in a more professional manner. So I tracked down Angel Billigod, who is a psychotherapist, yeah. drama therapist, and founder of The Co in Chatham, which is a community center based around creativity and arts and mental health. And I thought she would be the absolute perfect person to talk about dealing with all these huge emotions and huge shifts in culture, in society, in everything, particularly when it comes to our kids. So welcome, first off, to the, the show. I'm so glad to have you here, Angel. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. I want to talk specifically about our kids because kids are like bouncy balls and they are super resilient and they can sort of roll with the punches and they have been troopers through the pandemic. Right. Whereas it feels, from my, my perspective, as a parent and a grown-up, that I have been in like a dryer and I'm just sort of like spinning around and being thrown all over the place and trying to keep my head above water. Yeah. And the kids are just sort of like, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. But I know that under the surface, there's a lot going on there for young minds to try to grasp and to deal with. And so I wanted to talk to you about all of this stuff. So I guess backtracking a little bit, drama therapy. Yes. Tell me what, I've, I've never even heard of drama therapy. I'm a theater kid and I had no idea that this was even a thing. So tell me a little about this instead of, from what I've read, using like theater basics and play yes. as a way to, to help kids and, and young adults manage their mental health. I'm so happy that you found it. I think it's a special little nugget kind yeah. of tucked away. What I refer to as the umbrella of the creative arts therapies. Underneath this umbrella, there's art, there's poetry, there's dance, and there's theater slash drama. And so uh, I studied theater and psychology, and I just I found a, I found out about drama therapy on my journey of education. And so what it is is that it's a truly a combination of both. And so you take all of the things that you use in the theater, whether it's improv mask work, costume, character development, monologue, all of these really great things, and you apply it to the needs of the client in therapy. And so often we can use this as a rehearsal for life. And so you can practice in your sessions, um, what would it be like if, what would this moment be if I tried it this way? And uh, having a background in theater, you can pull on all of these different resources to help the client grow, learn, and discover in a really interesting way. And what's useful for kids is that play is a real, real natural way of being. And so for, I think for adults, we're very used to sitting and talking, but kids are very used to being up and moving and playing yeah, and yeah. understanding the world that way. And so if we can be with them in those moments and then also help them wherever their needs might be in learning through those moments, it's, it's just very natural. So what would, I, I know there's no such thing as a typical session with anyone because everyone works differently and, and everyone has different issues, but what would 
a normal day in the life of, of Angel look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start with the session. Yeah. And so there's a very natural flow of like open, uh, opening of the session. So generally it's the warm up. So like theater, you do these warm ups as you're getting ready. And then you have the main action of your therapy session, which is you're starting really to work on your stuff. And then there's the closing, which is usually like grounding, calming uh, ritual mm-hmm. that allows the client to kind of finish what they've been working on or bring it to a close and then exit out right back into the world. And so what would, in the before times, what are some of the main issues that kids just in general are dealing with? I, I just Trigger- want to say, I yeah. love that you just called it the before times. <laughs> like the olden days yes. of life in like February. That is way back. <laughs> right. Because it's an entire lifetime ago now. It really truly feels like that. It does. It? Before time. <laughs> I'm going to take that and carry it. I love it. Awesome. I love it. So yeah, so in the before time, there, what, uh, I specialize in trauma. And okay. so I see a lot of kids who have experienced abuse. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, whether it's anxiety, depression, self-harm, mm. uh, things like that, that I would see. But then, you know, you, there's lots that can come into therapy for So, um, school, school yeah. brings up a lot of different emotions for mm-hmm. children. And so there's that wide spectrum. Um, say a family's going through a separation or divorce. There's a lot of that. Yeah. And so helping kids kind of navigate what's happening and where their emotions are in that. So as a parent, Mm -hmm. how do you, I mean, there are clearly serious situations where you know, like like a divorce, like an an abuse situation where you know that your kid is going to need help that you can't give them. Yeah. When do you know or when should you know that your kid is needing some extra support? It's a super tough question, but how I talk about it for kids in therapy is that it's kind of like the sifting process Mm. that we do together as we're consulting and figuring out how best to help you, Mm. is that we need to understand what is normal development for a child this age, Mm -hmm. and then what is kind of sticking out. Right. And if there's these pieces that are kind of sticking out or you're noticing at home like it's, it's getting a bit harder, mm-hmm. I would say that would be a good time to check in. You know, check in with whatever services are around you. Yeah. Maybe check in with some friends who might have children on your same age, you know, and like, hey, is this normal? Yeah. And then if you're like, oh, might not be, like, let's, let's have a little look at that. And so people sometimes they'll go to their doctor mm. and maybe get some referrals or pediatrician. And then some therapists like me, you can come, you can just do your own referrals. That's nice to know because yeah. I know it's it's such a, a heavy thing of yes. needing help. And well, needing help and taking the steps to get help is a huge divide mm-hmm. of, of you know knowing that and then making those first steps and making that call and having to get yes. someone else involved and calling your family doctor and there's so much stigma attached with that but also yes. just you know like I don't know that I want to talk to you about this <laughs> yes. and, and yes. I you know I don't want to admit to you doctor who I may or may not be comfortable talking about things yes. with and talk to you about troubles that 
not just I'm having, but someone else is having. Like that, yes. there's so much that goes with that. So knowing that there's someone that you can go mm-hmm. and just, you know, go straight to the source is yeah. is huge. Yes. I would mirror that sentiment of like, it's so heavy. And to be able to say, I need help. Mm-hmm. As a parent or, you know, as a child, it's huge. Yeah. And so much more is in play than just, hey, I need help. There's, how am I doing as a parent? How are mm. we doing as a family? What's it going to look like? What's mm-hmm. this person going to think? Oh my gosh, we need, you know, psychological help. And there's just so many things going around that it, it, it's just a, such a big thing. Yeah. And then once you think, I think once you finally thought that, I think I'm going to call somebody. <laughs> Then there's all of those moments of who do you call? Yeah. How do you navigate this system? Yeah. What is available for us in this city or wherever you might live? Mm-hmm. And just really hope, because I think at the end of the day, we're really all hoping to do the best for our kids. Totally. How do you, how do you know which is the best choice? Yeah. And then bring those together and it's like, oh man, that's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. So through all of this, the new times of <laughs> that's where we live now. right yes. now with all of the craziness and the constant change that there has been yeah. since the pandemic began that you know grown-ups have had their own troubles but kids yeah. have been their entire worlds have been turned upside down yes their school has been Oh, I don't even have a word for what school has been, but it's it's just been like put in a box and then shaken around. Yes. Um, and the same with home, that, you know, parents yes. are home more or parents are home less. You know, kids who have first responders and, and healthcare workers who maybe are, you know, living at a hotel for five yes. months and you haven't seen them. And maybe you only get to see them on Zoom or Skype or whatever. Right. And there's so many different, there's no like, cookie cutter this is what's Not wrong with kids in this time no so how what how do we help our kids through a pandemic what do we do what do we say how do we make this okay yes i think i can safely say that it is a broad spectrum mm-hmm. of what's happening for our children and like you said there is no cookie cutter way right to say oh if you do this everything is going to be great <laughs> it's gonna I'd be, be like, oh my gosh i need to write that down <laughs> oh but i I'm a strong believer in attachment, and the stronger the base that you have for your family, the stronger that they will feel good about moving and being in this world. And so what that looks like is as a mother, as a father, as a team, you're creating this little safe hub for your children, Mm -hmm. and whether it is they need to be close whether it is that they have questions or concerns, and being that thing that they can go to to rely on Mm -hmm. and to kind of gain strength from or whatever it is that they need. Yeah. Because it is going to change. Yeah. Day to day, hour to hour, whatever it is, that you can be their base. And then then they can go and be. And then if they need to come back, they can come back and then go. But in that, I'll have to say that you also need to be really aware of what you need and who you are in those needs. And so we all can't be the same parent and we all can't be this fantastic, strong base Mm. 24-7. And just being like open to, I I can't do that right now or that's not in my realm. Mm -hmm. But there's other things that you can do because we all have really individual strengths 
And that's that's what we can offer our families. So now yeah. we're getting into the next phase of, of life with September looming. <laughs> yes. And as parents, we still have no idea what it's going to look like None. in three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> three weeks, yes. four weeks. Like, how crazy is that? That yes. it's less than a month away. And we're going to be shipping our kids off and hoping for the best. Yeah. Or not shipping our kids off and hoping for the best or or, whatever. Or, or, or. Right? Like there's no judgment on parents who want to keep their kids home, who want to send them, who feel they have to send them just so that they can work but don't want them to go. Yes. And then, you know, there's, that puts a lot of weight on the kids. Yeah. And they have no idea what they're walking into. They don't know if it's going to be good or bad or something in between so yeah how do we prepare them for that and how do we help them through whatever comes again i think it's about being open and i think i think it's okay that we don't know yeah at this moment because that's honesty yeah and transparency but again, being that base for them, so if they're feeling worried or scared, that they can then come to you. Yeah, yeah. And there, obviously, there's going to be moments that maybe as a mother you're worried or afraid or don't know what the future brings, and mm-hmm. that's okay. And I think that those emotions make us real and approachable and mm-hmm. honest, and I think it's okay for our kids to see that at some point, but really to truly hold... You hold them. You hold them down. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We had a conversation at dinner just last night, um, yeah. talking about school and because um, we've been as open as we can with our yeah. kids about what's been going on. Because we have family members who are immunocompromised, right. and so we want to make sure that they know the importance of, you know, being safe and and what could yes. happen yeah. if we're not. So we were talking last night about school, and you know, are you excited? Are you this? Are you that? <laughs> and then my son asked. What happens if someone in my class gets sick? We're like, that's a good question. But I, you know, he's like, does the whole class have to go home? Do we all have to quarantine? And I'm like, I don't know, pal. (laughs) That's one. And I, he seemed to, I don't know if he was cool with the answer, but he seemed to like that we are in in the same boat. Mm -hmm. That, you know, he has questions, but so do we. Yes. And that we're not, we're not trying to keep things from him. And we're not... You know, we don't have all the answers, but it's okay to not have all the answers. Yes. Yeah. What I would add to that, if if you even wanted to or not, that's totally mm. fine, but maybe recognizing what would come up for you in that moment. Yeah. So, huh, I don't know, for example, I don't know what would happen if somebody in your class got sick, but huh, it makes me feel a little bit confused or frustrated mm. that I don't know something like that and really bring it back to what is what's the feeling and allowing them to identify it okay and just speaking it sometimes yeah. helps them helps them feel better about it nice yeah, yeah. I like that that's good <laughs> good job <laughs> <laughs> that's a big question <laughs> because there is so much unknown and you never know so much. and there are no we talked about this in another podcast. There are no right ways to do things, but yes. there always seem to be a million wrong ways. A million wrong ways. 
and you don't want to screw it up and you Ever. don't want to make things worse <laughs> but there's it's such a like a cakewalk of you know okay I'm gonna I'm gonna say the right thing and I'm gonna be the good mom right but I'm gonna screw it up at some point yeah because that's just human nature yes <laughs> because we're human yeah. yes exactly and then you know I think part of it too is recognizing that mm. and you know, obviously for our children, we need to be sifting through about what we bring to them and all of that. Mm-hmm. But if we were able to say, oh man, I really screwed up then. I'm sorry. Or, oh, that made me feel really crappy when I did this. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or something. You know, like you're just recognizing it mm-hmm. because we're all human. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. it's honestly one of my favorite things, and it seems so weird to say it's my favorite thing, but <laughs> having those, when I know that I've screwed up as a parent, and I yeah. know I've, you know, like, lashed out when I shouldn't have, or um, blamed one kid for something that I found out later <laughs> the other kid did, or something along those right. lines, where you screw up and you know it, and they know it. And then, but admitting to them, that yes. you know, sitting down and saying, okay, I know that this is what happened, and I know that I... I was mad at myself and I said something to you that I shouldn't have or I, you know, got mad at this and I took your toy away or whatever yes. and I was wrong. And yeah. I, I, it's, it's such a, a strong moment I've always found that, yeah. you know, like the, the connection that you get that it's okay to admit that you're wrong mm-hmm. and for them to know that, you know, they know that what you did was dumb, but <laughs> to know that they're, it's okay to yes. make mistakes and it's okay to admit that you're wrong and it's good to have that you know the apology and the and the openness yeah. yeah I feel for me when that happens I feel like if we don't have that moment of coming together mm-hmm. my feeling or my emotions are still they're running and they're going and they're up high and I'm, I'm my hand is at my head <laughs> right now but if we're able to come and connect and kind of give closure to that moment mm-hmm. It's almost as though it grounds me and it brings me back to that homeostasis moment, you know? So for the next few weeks, we're getting the kids ready. We're getting ourselves (laughs) ready. Yeah. What is the, I guess, the most important thing that we'd be doing with our kids? This is just my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think educating. Okay. Well, you know, what's your thought about that, you know? This is what I know. This is what I can give to you about what the school will look like. Um, the things that we should be doing while we're in school. Like a lot of the kids are probably already have this information, mm-hmm. but just letting giving them that kind of heads up. But then also checking in on how they're feeling about it. So I think the feelings can range from like anxiety to excitement to. Um, confusion, mm-hmm. worry, I don't know. They, there's, I think, the, just the whole gamut, but really checking in. How are you feeling about that? Oh, I wonder I wonder what this will be going. Sometimes, if we can think out loud for our children, yeah, then they can be like, oh yeah, me too. Or or they can even negate what you've said. And like, right. oh no, that's not going to happen. You know, and just allowing them to have that conversation. Um, and I would almost, it, it's so funny because I feel like during COVID we've had, we've had to like wipe everything away and clean right. the slate and we're all like at ground, like not ground zero, but yeah, we're like the a beginning. Yes. And so if you were to think about how did you prepare your child when they first initially went to school and that's what it brings, that's the type of feeling that mm-hmm. I get for this is like, 
how do we prepare them for this transition? Yeah. What kind of things, because each child is so different, does your child need to be walked through, like what's going to happen that day? Or is your child somebody who needs to be prepared? Do they need to have something special with them to go for school? And really, you know your children the best, mm-hmm. and you know what they'll need to move forward and just giving them their best their best success possible. Nice. Yeah. Because I think that the unknown of it is probably the scariest thing for parents and for kids that we, you know, there's only so much we can do to prepare because we don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. And because so much can change in the next couple of weeks and, you know, we have provincial rules, but then we'll have local rules and different schools will do things differently. So it's, yeah, it's it's all sort of a crapshoot at this point that, you know, okay, mm-hmm. we're just going to shove you off and see how it goes. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's terrifying yes. for, for kids and for parents to think that, you know, we're just going to hope for the best and prepare for the worst and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to prepare for that because you can't to a certain extent. That's right. And so for parents, often when I see them, see their children in therapy I wonder how do they cope with their anxiety and their worries Mm -hmm. and fears and to apply to be able to do that for yourself and your kids seeing that encourages them just like any type of any experiential learning what you do for your for yourself in front of your children your children will then be like oh okay this is how we do it yeah and so really ensuring that you've got those things in place for yourself. Yeah. And, and it makes you that much more stronger for your children. Because I always want to be as, as honest with our kids as yeah, I can about, too. you know, my fears and my worries mm-hmm. and let them know that, you know, yeah, I am struggling with the same things. But then I also don't want them to see me like breaking down over it or stressing too much because the more stressed I get, the more stressed they get. That's right. And so I'm trying to find that balance of, you know, anxiety and, you know, yeah, it's okay to be worried, but we're going to make it. Yeah. And it's going to be fine. Yes. And so finding that balance is hard. It is hard. And how do you build that resiliency in yourself Mm -hmm. and your family in this unknown time? And again, I would go... and it's hard to say because as I'm talking to him, like, do I do this for my own family? And I'm hoping that I do, you know, but just returning to that strong base. Yeah. And this this is where we can regather our energy and our strength. And and the more that we dig into that, the more that they will have as they move out. Yeah. Move into the world. Not move out. Yeah, don't move no out. No moving out. No moving out. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. I want them to not be here, but they still need to be here. They can't move out. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. So along with school in September, September also brings the relaunch of your business. So let's talk about the co and everything that goes on there. Wow. Because there's a lot that goes on there. There is. And, you know, I've had to really rethink what I've been doing. Mm. So initially, in the before times, (laughs) in the before times, um, it was really mental health, art, and community. And so it was a gallery. So artists could come, local artists, and hang their wall throughout the space anywhere for a three-month period. Um, And I just, I would showcase them, social media, website, any way that I could. Mm -hmm. Um, And also the space was utilized for workshops, events, 
and like local businesses and then my practice is also in there so mm. that's the mental health portion right but everything was in person <laughs> which is hard in a pandemic right? <laughs> so hard <laughs> so many rules um so i really had to stay with it and wonder what <laughs> what am i going to do now right <laughs> Um, and so the ups and downs of the pandemic came and went. And uh, now my overarching question is, can we still engage with art as a community, but in a socially distanced way? Right. And so that will really be the leading question for the co. And I'm really hoping to just lead with mental health and arts but in this safe way that we can engage mm-hmm. and we can still do the things that art can evoke, but just in this, in just all of these rules that we have set out. And so um, basically that's it. It will be a socially distanced <laughs> gallery that um, will feature different local artists doing really amazing things. Awesome. And so our first event is September. Um, I'm really excited about it. We're launching it soon. Um, and I think the mental health part is just going to take a bit more precedence in that way because I think it just, it's a bit of a stronger lead at this point. Yeah, because it's know? certainly something that everyone can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> I, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I, please come and <laughs> tell, tell me how it is. <laughs> But it's, it's exciting because, you know, there's freedom. There's freedom in newness. I love that. Freedom in newness. <laughs> yay for newness. <laughs> Maybe, yay for the new times. I'm going to be doing a back-to-school kind of programs, like little short programs for kids and then also for parents. So if anybody is really feeling the need or support, I'll be running those prior to school start. Awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Oh, thanks. And I will come and make use of that. Maybe <laughs> me and you. It's Help me. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. I have enjoyed having you here so much. Thank you. Maybe we'll have you back again sometime. I would love we'll that. We'll find more things to talk about just for the sake of it. But thank you so much for all of your insights. I know that there are so many questions and so many parents and kids who are struggling and who need to know that there is hope and there is help. So I'm glad that you were there for that. And thank you for listening once again. I appreciate your time. And we will talk again soon. Mm -hmm.